0: Welcome to Minisode 105 of strong language and violent scenes. The podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain. I'm a lapsed horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things.
1: And I am Andy
0: Stewart. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, mate.
1: How the hell are you? It's good to not see bad. your face.
0: Yeah, we've started doing this now. I think that uh, we've been too long apart, so we've started uh, turning the video on in our chats when we're recording the mini-sports via social distancing these days. Yeah,
1: I can uh, actually exclusively inform you that I am still in my pants.
0: Oh, wow, yeah, 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 you really are. There we go. Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. That was actually quite close there, because the way I lifted my leg, there was real danger of a testicle popping out the bottom of my boxers. Look, would you just sit back down? (laughs)
0: Okay. For day to purposes, we're coming at you around about 20 past 10 on a Sunday morning. How have you been this week? I've been okay, Mitch, but it's been a weird week
1: in general, I think. Yeah, globally.
0: Uh, but globally it's been a bad one, I would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're coming at us at a time where it turns out that in the UK you can just do whatever the fuck you want. Now, Like no one gives a fuck, no one cares. Beaches are absolutely rammed. I put my mask on and went shopping yesterday. The place was heaving, no one was caring, everyone was stocking up with barbecues and meats. And of course, while, while all this is going on, America's on fire.
0: Uh, yes. Uh, it's been pretty disheartening this week to realise that in the middle of a pandemic there are actually loads of other weird and novel ways that the world is more fucked.
1: Yeah, it's pretty horrible. By the way, if you're a racist, it's shite. Stop it. Don't be a prick. Uh,
0: yeah, fuck off. Um, However... On a smaller scale, looking at what's going on this week, we've had a pretty eventful week uh, in kind of much better, nicer ways, uh, which we'll get to shortly,
1: but Mm. um, what have you been watching this week? To be honest, I'm just going to throw my hands up here. I have actually taken the opportunity, while it's nice and the weather's hot, to actually enjoy some weather and get back into the garden, do things like that, and um, I haven't really had the time to watch a massive amount of stuff this week. Apart from the final RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I watched uh, the Women out now on Blu-ray from Arrow Video. It's pretty cool uh, that they, they've they've done this thing that a lot of people are doing now. Like obviously, um, when the Endless came out, it also had resolution on it, and after Midnight's coming out, and it's also got the battery in there. Um, this is a similar kind of deal here. When Whereas you've got this Blu-ray of the Woman, which has been all updated. It's like a new commentary track that's on there, very different to the previous Blu-ray that was released. But it's also got the prequel, Andrew Vandenhouten's Offspring, on there. You know, I still haven't seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I should probably get to that. I wonder if that
0: will be on the Arrow Video channel because the Woman is. I think it's pretty possible. I obviously regular listeners will know Lucky McKee, big favourite of mine. I love Absolutely. the Woman. I think it's I think it's amazing. Um, so it's good that it's getting a great package again from Arrow then
1: yeah and and it is it's that's awesome uh would be nice kind of thinking about it now if it if they'd somehow managed to squeeze Pollyanna McIntosh's darling on there well that would have been cool, yeah because that really would be the the loose trilogy as it were,
0: yeah, like the definitive collection if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely, but no, the, the, uh, like the woman's great. I mean, I, I kind of I would recommend that everybody check it out. And it seems like there's no better time than now. Then
1: it's still a powerful and horrifying film.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah, I think um, uh, Sean Bridgers is uh, amazing in this as well. I think the, the front two, both him and uh, Pollyanna McIntosh, are both brilliant.
1: Mm. Actually, everyone's great in it. I've got, I've got to say.
0: Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's of, of course Angela Bettis in there as well, and uh, Lauren Ashley Carter. Yeah, <laughs> that's an incredible cast. Actually, fucking hell, all yeah, my favourites in one about. No, absolutely not. Was that your
1: was that kind of your main one then for this week? I did also pick up the Elephant Man on 4K, which is one of my favourite films of all time. Um, and I, oh, nice. I watched I watched that again last night uh, while my wife was on a Zoom call with her friends, and I just sat there drinking beer and crying. Lovely. That's how I spend most of my Saturday. Evening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had a little bit of a light week on the view inside as well. Although I have I've kind of I've kind of done what I would describe as kind of my necessary viewing obligations for a week. Right. Okay. So obviously on Friday night, around about 6 o'clock, I watched The First Species, which we'll get to. Also, on Saturday morning, for some reason, I woke up at about half past six on Saturday morning, and I'm off work for a few days, as you are as well now. Um,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: Um, So I'm quite looking forward to a mixture of kind of productivity and just catching up on some stuff, books, music, film, stuff like that. But I woke up at 6.30 on Saturday morning, so I did the kind of remaining outstanding stuff that I need to do that is work-related. Yeah. Got that out of the way and kind of can confidently turn off the work phone and all that stuff for the next five days. Feeling pretty good about that. I was like, right, I'm going to go on Amazon Prime, and I'm just going to find something to watch before I do anything else with this day. So as a result, that is how I ended up watching Slaughter High at half past seven on a Saturday morning.
1: Ah, former Mitch's pitch, Slaughter High. Former
0: Mitch's pitch. I wish I'd gone back and checked what I'd reappropriated it as, actually. But uh, yes, I, Slaughter High. Um, I watched that this, uh, this weekend and um, really liked it. Yay,
1: <laughs> lovely. <laughs>
0: um that kind of slasher from that kind of era um i blow a little bit hot and cold on sure yeah um and there's just I, I don't know i think that there's possibly an element of these things having to catch me in the right mood as well you know it's like sometimes you know like when you see all the stock characters and all the very unlikable people sometimes i'm just like ha you're not gonna die and sometimes i'm like oh i can't be arsed watching any of you up until the point where you die you know Um, and I think that I don't know it was a nice combination of elements so Slaughter High for anyone that is unfamiliar I don't know how many of you there would be out there yeah it's an 80s slasher where um, a kind of like nerd archetype is uh, bullied very heavily and then is horrifically injured in an accident years later his kind of tormentors return for a high school reunion of sorts and uh, start dying one by one and they start questioning who is behind it I thought this was really fun the score harry manfredini yeah sure. yeah uh, awesome yes. as well uh, just like kind of like it hit all the right beats for me but like i say i think that had it caught me maybe at the end of a shite work day or something like that i'd put it on there's quite po- there's it's quite possible that after a quarter of an hour i would have been like this is for the fucking bin <laughs> but for some reason slaughter high was like the perfect film for that moment as the sun as the sun rose over glasgow at 7 yesterday
1: morning wow yeah i'd already been up for um, for an hour and a half with a baby by then yeah, fucking hell, that's life. Yeah, you know what you need? A baby. <laughs> a few
0: pieces of for that puzzle, I think. <laughs> uh, but did get something else in. do <laughs> do
1: do 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 Mitch goes back to the 90s!
0: I did, and I kept up the theme of kind of generally maligned sequels. Right. Uh, this week, by watching, via Netflix in the UK, uh, The Rage Carry
1: 2. oh <laughs> Wow. Okay.
0: Bold. Uh, so I've been meaning to get to this for a while, just out of kind of curiosity. I've been mostly put off
1: by the runtime. No, uh, well, but... actually, it's funny you say that because I was going to pick it. Like this was one that I saw was on Netflix, and it almost get added into the tombola to decide which film we watched for the live watch along. But it was the runtime that kind of made me balk because I thought I don't really want to ask people that are joining us for this to stay with us for the best part of two hours. I was gonna, yeah, because it's nudging
0: two hours, um, which is ambitious but that's another thing actually one thing that i've noticed uh from some of the 90s sidequest stuff that i've been doing and some of the stuff just kind of roughly from around that era that i've been watching lately because scream 3 was the same mm-hmm. uh, there's so many times i look at it and it's like how is there two hours of this film <laughs> um but what i did think about uh Carrie 2 then was that as a continuation of the carrie story not really for me sure. didn't particularly like it if you were able to make that division in your mind and i actually did it quite easily i was like you know what this is this is silly but i was like let's just watch this out of context it's like let's just watch this as a 90s horror film and not think too hard about where it came from and what it follows i can understand that a lot of people might not be able to do that i could right and it had a kind of daft 90s melodrama to it that i kind of warmed up to (laughs) and And by the time it was okay, kind of like hurtling into proper ridiculousness, I was kind of like, I was kind of there. Yeah, while I was watching this, I, um, I shot a message to uh, Kim Morrison. Uh, she is a longtime advocate of Carrie 2. And uh, basically, when I said that I was kind of settling down to watch it, she basically said the same thing as me. She was like, it's kind of like, it's 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 just got this kind of drama kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, uh, okay, let's see. And I was kind of like, yeah, let's just see about that. And as it turns out, I completely agree with her. I had a really good time with it. Like I say, as an entry into the air quote series, I know... <laughs> Probably not. Um, I would say that I prefer the... Obviously, I've got a weird liking for the 2013 Kimberly Pierce one, Mm. the uh, the remake. I would say that I prefer that to this. Um, But yeah, still had an okay time. Uh, I I would say like it's not half as bad as everyone says it is. You just have to kind of try and remember that it's probably not going to be a Brian De Palma film. But yeah, that's been the height of it really for me um, this week. I, Like I say, obviously, I'm off for a couple of days, so my plan is to uh, try and get a few things in and come back with a few more things to talk about next week. However, on the subject of things to talk about... Yeah,
1: Smokey Thriller Friday.
0: Yeah, obviously, obviously, this went on hold this week because we couldn't do two things at once and we were doing the first ever Zoom watch along.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think if we're going to put Smoky Thriller Fridays on a hold briefly, then that's as good a reason as any, really.
0: I'm inclined to agree with you there, and uh, this might be a reasonable lead into the next section, actually.
1: Yeah. What have they been saying?
0: Feedback time and a lot of it this week coming in over the last couple of days and uh, this mostly because on Friday we did have our first ever Zoom watch along. Just an experiment really just to see how it worked and just kind of give us all, both us and uh, you guys, something a little bit different to do kind of under the podcast umbrella, see if it worked, and then if it did, we could maybe look at doing it again. Mm-hmm. So we put a vote out across our social media and the Facebook group, The Trudlocker, and we looked for you to vote on three films overwhelmingly. Uh, you guys voted in favour of Species 2. <laughs> so we watched that at 8 o'clock on Friday evening, and uh, i got to say... A lot of it was pretty much just me and Andy zooming and laughing at you guys in the chat being hilarious, and we were really, really happy with how many of you turned out and how up for it you all were, and it was cool just seeing you all sitting there, You know, you'd opened your beer, you'd opened your wine and stuff like that, and you were really just kind of in for having just a night of just having a laugh with us, which was really, really cool and really, really gratifying.
1: Yeah, thank you so much, guys, for taking the time to do that. Obviously, the weather's been absolutely glorious, and it was a concern that I had raised with Mitch prior to kicking off this that what if no one turns up because it's too nice? Um, But yeah, a fair bunch of you turned up, and it was really lovely to sit down and watch a film that is, in my opinion, infinitely superior to its predecessor.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that it is considerably better than Species, actually. The turnout was better than we could ever have bargained for, really. Um, and you guys are really nice about it. And I think we'll definitely be doing it again at some point between now and the end of lockdown, and probably a few more times in the future now. Yeah. yeah, we know that it works and we know that you guys are up for it. I think the chances are that you'll be seeing a few more votes and a few more different ideas for this. Darren Gaskell on Twitter, thanks to Andy Mike Stuff and who else but Mitch for the strong, violent PC watch along of the better than it has any right to be species 2. Agree on that point. Yep. It was a ton of fun. Definitely something we should all do again. Darren, a couple of weeks we'll be back doing that again. We're figuring it out right now, but definitely it's on.
1: Yeah, we don't want to demand too much of your time and have you get sick of us. Um, no. I Spit on Your Grades podcast got in touch to say, looking forward to the watch along with Strong Violent PC this evening. Um, And then if you still desire more alien horror after this, then why not check out our best alien horror episode? So that's out there. Uh, yeah, you can check that out. Great podcast, great people.
0: Yeah, get on that. Also, want to say hello to uh, Dave Shakes, uh, Shakes72, um, who was a very enthusiastic contributor to the Watch Along. But uh, we got mm-hmm. a kind of before and after from him right first off we had right commandeered the second telly kicked the kids off netflix signed into zoom as shakes and now keeping looking at my beers in the fridge wondering if i should wait until 8pm or to go in slightly oiled i'm voting oiled cheers and then afterwards another successful first there for strong violent pc great to see people but hard to reconcile usernames and zoom names for some definitely worth doing again and thanks as ever for diligent output and keeping things fresh no problem at all dave uh it's a absolute blast for us as well and it's an interesting point on the uh, the Twitter handles thing. I think that everyone should have like, like a little like a little kind of you know like a nameplate for a desk.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: with their like whether it's their Instagram or their Twitter or whatever it is, their uh, their most used handle on the show, just kind of on it, so anyone can see it at a glance who sure. they are.
1: Sure, I mean that sounds expensive. Uh, what I would suggest is post it. I'm not
0: suggesting that everyone actually has um, a small uh, <laughs> a Brass. small piece of wood paneling engraved with their names on it. I, I meant like a makeshift one. <laughs>
1: Sure. Uh, ScareBear at Scare158Steve. Now, we had talked about the fact that Steve had planned on watching Species himself, then joining us for Species 2, cannonballing out the back of that into Species 3, and perhaps, if he still had fuel in the tank, watching Species 4. I can confirm that that quest ended with Species 2, and uh, I think it picked up again the following day when he watched Species 3, so... uh, Sensible move, although I will say that the payoff to watching Species 3 isn't really there at all.
0: I think that Steve enforcing a little bit of social distancing between himself and the Species franchise was maybe not a bad idea. <laughs> I think that two is probably plenty for one evening. But yeah, I do want to say a big hello to Steve who was uh, very enthusiastic on social media showing us what he was up to in the run-up to it and stuff like that when he was sitting down to watch the first film and all that kind of thing. Absolutely. We, yeah, it was really cool to hear about how we were figuring in a few people's Friday evenings in the run-up to and the aftermath of this as well. It was really cool. Uh, Andrew Martins, uh, Callahan, formerly Callahan, fuck Andre on Twitter, uh, saying, totally worth skipping a nice evening for two with a cute anime to instead watch a horny, silly, 90s sci-fi, schlocktacular bit of silliness. Have a nice weekend, everybody. Uh, yeah, Andre uh, ducked out on a date night uh, with his <laughs> other half to, uh, <laughs> to to watch Species 2 with 31 other reprobates on Zoom. Uh, so, very much appreciate that, Andrew. Hope it uh, didn't get you in too much trouble. I think,
1: I mean, it is a horny film. Oh, Without question. <laughs> um, that's all I have for the watch along. Have you got anything else? I've got one more thing from Laura Bynum, uh, who was also there in the room watching Species 2 with us. Uh, Laura, mm-hmm. just saying, uh, Amazing work, fellas. I guess I speak for all us chuds when I say thanks a hell of a lot. Who knew that the community would grow like it has done in these odd times too? When we can physically meet, it's going to be crazy, but until then, this is us, and I love heart. Laura, thank you so much. Like That's just one of those really lovely messages that makes all this nonsense... Kind of worthwhile, really.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I saw that one until the morning after, and um, it really did make my day to read that. Actually, um, a lot of people sending a lot of really lovely messages in. Uh, but yeah, let's just kind of keep one eye on uh, when times are a little bit more normal and we can do all this stuff in person.
1: Yeah, because we we did have plans for late summer later in the year. I would say perhaps the stuff later in the year is still possible. I, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, we've had a couple of things in the works for a while. Um, and obviously, everything is just kind of not that it's kind of on pause or on the back burner at the moment. But yeah, I'm kind of like cautiously optimistic that some of the plans that we have for the back end of the year might still come through. But either way, whenever everything gets back to normal, we'll be back out on the road and in all of your faces.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sweating all on you.
0: i want to say hello to film fan stevie who uh got in touch on twitter a few times uh over a couple of days as he continued his journey to the bottom of the cinematic (laughs) barrel stevie give yourself a break man watch something good like it's okay just 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 have it but you don't have to watch the robot versus the aztec mummy
1: This feels very much like self-flagellation in a way. That's
0: exactly the term I was about to use. I was like, Stevie, just just give yourself a break, man. It's fine. Uh, He also, um, after all the talk about it a couple of weeks ago, uh, he did watch Manos' Hands of Fate as well. Excellent stuff. And uh I'm 20 minutes into Manos, Hands of Fate. I honestly believe I've gone too far this time. Never work with animals, children, and drunks. Clearly the caretaker character is drunk. Will I survive the rest of the film? If so, what will be left of me? And uh, very shortly later, he said, Manos wakes up his six wives and instantly regrets it. So far, only the little dog has made the right move by sacrificing itself to get out of the film.
1: Yeah. Um, and then his tweets have kind of tapered off, so perhaps he hasn't indeed made it to the end.
0: You know what? I almost hope that he hasn't for his own well-being. I hope that he stopped... And he's just gotten a good night's sleep and then got up and gone for a walk in the morning and cleared his head and then come back and watched a film that he loves.
1: Yeah, you like know you The get... Boy
0: or The Invitation or something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, You know you get one of those weird moments of lucidity where you're like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hope he got one of them and he was like, get this fucking turned off now.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, it's very funny. <laughs> but like,
1: yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: but I feel like he should give himself a break. Uh, that is that is my lot. I want to say a quick thank you as well, by the way, to everybody in the Chud Locker, who was also um, very vocal at the end of the Watch Along as well. A lot of chat going on in there. And just general reminder that another way that you can keep up with us these days is by going on Facebook and searching the Chud Locker, and you'll find our Facebook group. So get in there, because that's pretty active, and people are being really cool in there. And it's just another way to have a laugh all sure. around this thing.
1: I've got one more tweet to get us out of this, Mitch, but it relates to the next segment anyway, and it's coming in from Shan at HerbieHore, just saying, I have always wanted to contribute to a strong, violent PC pitch, but never knew exactly what to pitch. But one day, when I've had a few drinks in me, I can assure you, drunk me will think of one. You can do it, Shan. we believe in you. Until that day, Shan, we'll be here, we'll be waiting. All you need to think is the right poster. Sometimes you get the right image and it all just falls into place.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and then sometimes what you get is the shite that I came up with last week. So moving swiftly on... It is once again time for Mitch's pitches. Mitch's pitches is a feature on the show that is designed to exploit my ignorance for your entertainment. While we're recording, Andy will send a picture to my phone, and it will be a poster from a horror film from years gone by. He'll mm. have removed the title and the tagline and any other identifying text and leave only the image. It will, of course, lie... ...with me to describe the image to the best of my ability and give it a title and a synopsis. As I did last week with uh, Black Roses.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. re- <laughs> reappropriated by me as Space Rock 3, the dastardly astral projection of the masterful artist Astrid. Loads of you got in
1: touch. I've got to say, Mitch, there was a pregnant pause there after you gave that title as if you wanted me to chime in with laughter. Uh, oh but...
0: God, no! I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't get that the first time. I wasn't, I didn't think that, I didn't think that the second time was going to be the time that it all fell into place and you realised it was genius. It definitely wasn't that. I was just looking up the tweets.
1: Sure, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of wordplay. You get points for that.
0: Yeah, I was scrambling. I'm not going to lie. I you he wasn't scrambling. CP Buckley, buckle up. This is a long one. While on tour in Eastern Europe, guitarist and spelunking enthusiast, Steve Sixstrings comes across a dark cave. As he dives deeper, he starts to experience what he believes to be hallucinations after he took mushrooms at an after party the night before. (laughs) He starts to see strange creatures appear on the walls. After being attacked by one of them, he realises they're real and runs deeper into the cave. Wise. In a large chamber, he finds a beautiful woman sitting in a field of black roses. Clever. The woman tells Steve that she can make him not just famous, but infamous. Steve agrees, and the woman hands him a serum made from the black roses. Steve takes the serum, and the woman begins to morph into a hideous demon. Christ, Steve soon starts to regret his decision, but passes out. He wakes up in a hotel room and wonders if it was a dream. At that night's gig, Steve plays better than he ever has. Critics rave about him, especially his 18-minute solo in an otherwise dreary punk song. Because 18 minutes always are riveting. A few weeks later, after several amazing performances, Steve wakes in his room and finds his guitar embedded in the head of the band's singer. Steve panics and runs from the bedroom only to find the rest of the band all mutilated. He breaks down and the police breaks into his room and arrests him. At the station, Steve protests his innocence, but is shown a video on his phone of him killing each member of the band with his guitar. The band seem odd. They don't react as the others are killed, seemingly hypnotized. Steve starts to panic and passes out again. As he does so, he hears the demon's voice whispering that she told him she'd make him infamous. When Steve wakes again, he finds several dead police officers around him and hears a demonic laugh in his head. He drops to his knees and is shot dead by a detective. It's the 1989 hair metal horror, While My Guitar Loudly Screams. (laughs)
1: Lovely. I mean, that was that was intensely detailed. But what I will say is, I would watch that. Yeah, so would I. I mean, what I will say about about CP's pitches is that you're never left needing more from them. Do you know what I mean? Because they're so comprehensive, it start to finish, it's yeah, opening I mean- to end credits never
0: uh, yeah i'm never left with any questions which is something that i like uh, kevin matthews getting in touch on facebook like this a lot it's a classic clash between horrific cannibalistic inbreds and one of the grooviest and greatest electric guitarists of the 80s and 90s stunt casting rules the day wind your neck in pick up some snacks and enjoy the fender blender sci-fi horror madness of the hills have vies
1: <laughs> sure <laughs>
0: well into that alexis mistress and nicole back Okay, has <laughs> set a trap to ensnare the men of the world so she can devour their souls. Can our hero Gibson L. Paul save the day? It's the acclaimed 1981 thriller. While my guitar gently reaps. Sure. Yes. Excellent. Um, guys, rolling in with that particular pun, but some nice some some nice variations uh, on that one. Uh, hani underscore Ray on Twitter: Talentless axe to grind meets a beautiful woman who promises to make him a rock star. All it will cost is his soul. Axe makes the deal and enjoys the life for a few years until the black rose the demoness gave him begins to wilt. Hellhounds are on his trail in Fear the Soul Reaper. Ooh. I um, have to say hello, a new person alert, and this is also just, like, I think really funny. Uh, it's dead uh, Badger Man Badger on Twitter. <laughs> Video store employees watch black roses on Halloween night for a dare. They find it especially hard to come by and have to import it from Germany. <laughs>
1: That sounds uh, vaguely autobiographical.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fair one. Uh, Go around Zombies Leo on Twitter. When school friends at Faxel Machine and Slash form a band, they get the girls and the ghouls thanks to a possessed guitar. Will they both keep the girls or end up knocking on Satan's door? It's 1984's (laughs) horror classic, Guts and Roses, Soft Rocks, Hard Cocks. (laughs) Okay. And finally, Kanell Kolak on Twitter. Muskie, guitar shop employee and lead guitarist of Pub Blue's cover band Derek Crotchrot becomes possessed by a demon inhabiting an antique amplifier and begins murdering teens who don't care who Stevie Ray Vaughan is in 1996's Fender Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) That's your love for this week, guys. Got to hand it to you. Very, very strong week.
1: Best name I think I'm going to give to Nicole Back. Okay. Uh, In terms of the best pitch, it's got to go to the Guns N' Roses one. Uh, Zombie Slew,
0: so that's uh, Soft Rocks, Hard cocks.
1: Yes, very much that. Yeah.
0: Happy with both of those, so uh, that
1: is Alexis and Zombie Slew. Well done, guys. Uh, you will receive bucket loads of nothing. Right, okay, uh, it's my turn then, I guess. Are you ready?
0: Why the hell not?
1: Okay, here it comes. Ah, another variation on a theme, I see. Ah, see? Yeah, thematically similar.
0: Okay, okay. Um, so there's no border to this image as far as I can see, the background is plain black. We have got in the foreground of the image uh, what looks like a kind of 80s hair metal band. What, I, what I'm going to say is the singer right. um, is standing at the front. He's got kind of like a Dave Coverdale hair <laughs> um, shirtless and seems to be wearing kind of like wrestling trunks, but they're covered in spikes and potentially like either a buckle or a skull. I can't really see. That's just about all the clothes I can see that he's wearing, apart from the fact he looks like he's maybe got something around his neck. In the background, we have got a woman to his right and our left who looks a little bit like locomotion-era Kylie Minogue. (laughs) Uh, Next to her, we have a guitar-toting, angry-looking man uh, looking directly into the camera, wearing a leather jacket and uh, black trousers of some kind. And on the other side, so to the singer's left and our right, we have uh, a summer of 69-era Brian Adams-type character, (laughs) uh, wearing blue jeans, a leather jacket, and uh, playing a red guitar. Yeah. We have a blue guitar in the foreground of the image as well. It has got a skull on the kind of body. The pickups are kind of its uh, its mouth.
1: Right, yeah. Its teeth.
0: And there is some kind of smoke or demonic miscellany coming out of its eyes uh, with some screeching faces. And uh, this is all going back through and threading through the eyeballs of a bulbous-headed
1: demon. Yeah, I just want to say quickly, guys, you may hear my son screaming. Uh, he is not in peril. He is not in pain. It is lunchtime.
0: Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's um, uh, it seems like it's a, a demonic-looking creature with horns, a uh, kind of m- massive pulsating forehead, and uh, what looks like many rows of teeth. Yeah, yeah, that, that, so that, that's you, all. Eighties um, hair metal band pose for a press photo. Uh, while being surveyed by a skull-slash-demonic-headed beast uh, in the shadow of a, a equally demonic-looking blue guitar, which seems to be emanating a kind of like um, a wisp of distressed faces.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. yeah. Okay, give me a sec. I've got to be honest, Mitch, I've done this a few times now where, when I come up with a pitch image, I sometimes do something that's thematically similar to the week before. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Um, now and again. What I've always hoped for is that someone, be it yourself or one of the listeners, would come up with a sequel to something that they did the week previously, Interesting. And it, it's never really happened except for the Ron Mince saga, but th- that was uh, I don't count that because the posters uh, certainly were not thematically similar.
0: No, I think that I think that Tony managed to make those th- thematic connections all by himself. Right?
1: Absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, so just putting it out there, keep your eyes open for it because it is something that I do. That's interesting,
0: Um, and in no
1: way transparent at
0: all. Um, Okay, I have a pitch that may make your day. (laughs) Okay. We pick up immediately after the events of Space Rock 3. There you go. After astral-projecting, demon-summoning folk troubadour Astrid is ultimately and protractedly killed in a hail of airstrikes, the cursed guitar that set into motion the chain of events of the film somehow survives the blast and is recovered from the site by an aspiring rock musician. Flash forward, it is the distant future, 2016. That shy young boy has grown up to be Felix Powerslide, the lead guitarist in Canadian satanic hair metal revivalist's Horns of Abraxas, set to make the unprecedented step of being the first Canadian satanic hair metal revivalist to perform what is bafflingly dubbed the World Tour of Outer Space. The news item announcing this unprecedented journey is seen by the Conjurer who cursed the guitar in Space Rock 3. Now revealed to be an alien dignitary from the planet Dio, he (laughs) recognises his guitar and wishes to recover the artifact, now with enormous intergalactic historical significance, and return it to his people to be preserved in the planet's museum of famine, pestilence and whimsy. Lucky for him, the last stop on the interplanetary roadshow is Dio itself, and after weeks of rocking out, horns of Abraxas are headed straight into the Hellmouth. The epic saga concludes in 1993's explosive final entry, Space Rock 4, Power Slide Into Terror.
1: <laughs> Mitch, that's a fucking great pitch. That sounds amazing. It's not bad, I don't think. Intergalactic heavy metal space opera? Yes! <laughs> that sounds fucking great. It's the best fourth entry in any series ever. I would boss the shit out of that. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I feel like I feel like I've been kind of stretching the last couple of weeks, so it's uh, so it's nice to feel like I'm uh, I'm back on firmer territory.
1: And it's actually interesting that you more or less had that pitch written before I started talking about sequels. So uh, yeah, that, you're right. It did make my day. It's nice to be. It's nice that that's finally being picked up and noticed.
0: Yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe some of the rest of you guys will do that as well, uh, because that's the pitch is done. Yeah. But more to the point,
1: what am I looking at? You are looking at Rock and Roll Nightmare from 1987. Rock and Roll Nightmare? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> from what year did you say? 1987.
0: Okay, so six years out as well. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean, I've got a vague idea what it's about, to be honest, but uh, what is it about, and more to the point, who's our synopsisizer?
1: Comeback Kid synopsisizer here, Nick Reganus. Okay, a big welcome back to Nick. John Triton, lead singer of the hair metal band. Triton, is looking for the perfect place to find inspiration to record the band's upcoming new LP. Before long, the musicians, along with their girlfriends, arrive at a weathered recording studio in the middle of nowhere to practice for the next couple of weeks, unbeknownst to them that a family's mysterious murder in the very same farmhouse has imbued the place with a pulsating black force. Eventually, as the young rockers disappear one by one, John will soon find himself in a furious confrontation against the Prince of Darkness himself. But can a mere mortal alone defeat the demonic hordes?
0: Good grief. I'd rather watch my one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all this shit involving heavy metal bands is all the same, like, it's the same story.
0: Absolutely, on it, it totally is. But uh, that being said, inevitably, can I ask the question any good? no oh okay so much for that so that pitch image is everywhere now so Mm -hmm. looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with on that one think that we're gonna have fun with that one i would say just a guess moving on then to the streaming platforms this week and i gotta tell you the streaming platforms now then and a whole bunch of stuff this week amazon prime first then and uh the shining is added to amazon prime this week on tuesday excellent So I found a synopsis for this. Obviously everyone knows what The Shining is about. Mm -hmm. I shortened it to just say, Jack and his family move into an isolated house with a violent past and Jack slowly starts to lose his sanity. But the original one that I found said, Jack and his family move into an isolated hotel with a violent past, Jack starts to lose his sanity, and it affects his family. Oh,
1: right, I see. But yes,
0: I I suppose it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's all for Amazon Prime on uh, Now TV and Sky Cinema. On Monday the 1st, you've got Adam Egypt Mortimer's Daniel Isn't Real. Excellent. Yeah, really good film. Troubled Luke suffers a violent family trauma and resurrects his childhood imaginary friend to help him cope. Great film. Yeah, excellent. Great film. You could do a hell of a lot worse than making time for that this week. Also on Sunday the 7th on Sky Cinema, we've got Jim Jarmusch's The Dead Don't Die.
1: Mmm, not good.
0: Still haven't seen it. In the sleepy small town of Centerville, something isn't quite right. The moon hangs large and low in the sky. The hours of daylight are becoming unpredictable, and animals are beginning to exhibit unusual behaviours. News reports are scary and scientists are concerned, but no one foresees the strangest and most dangerous repercussion that will soon start plaguing Centerville. The dead rise from their graves and feast on the living, and the citizens must battle to survive. Now I remember when this came out and everybody went crazy because Jim Jarby was doing a zombie movie and also because of the cast, but yeah, a lot of people said this was really dull.
1: It's just such a messy film that's completely unsure what it wants to be. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Um, I I might try and
0: get around to it at some point, but it's not not there till the 7th so it won't be this week. Um, (laughs) Shudder this week then. Uh, On Friday, of course, we have got the next instalment of The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Mm -hmm. But on Monday, we've got a perfect getaway. Uh, Two pairs of lovers on a Hawaiian vacation discover that psychopaths are stalking and murdering tourists on the island. This one stars Mila Jovovich, Steve Zahn, and Chris Hemsworth. Right, okay. Uh, Also on Monday, curiously, I was actually... You know how I picked open windows last week? Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) Fuck's sake, I had tried to forget.
0: I, I was actually on the fence between that and another film, and the film that I didn't pick... Also has Elijah Wood in it. And also, another reason reason I didn't pick it is because it's got 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And it's coming to Shudder on Monday, coincidentally. Grand Piano. Oh, right, okay. Performing in front of an audience for the first time after freezing up on stage five years earlier, a piano prodigy must literally play as if his life depends on it when a mysterious man threatens to kill him and his wife who's in the audience, starring Elijah Wood and John Cusack. Now, this sounds really, really silly, and in a way it is, but it's actually far better than it has the right, uh, any right to be in my opinion right okay no i, I like it yeah i'm yeah i'm quite a fan of a uh, grand piano i think it was maybe written by damien chazelle oh, right. that uh did uh la la land and uh whiplash and whiplash thank you yeah onwards then to netflix uh saving the most expansive to last here on monday we have got annabelle
1: okay oh right <laughs>
0: When a husband finds the perfect gift for his wife, a beautiful and rare doll, the joy the creepy object brings to her is short-lived. Yeah, I didn't like this at all, but it's there if you are into that sort of thing. You know how I feel about Wandaverse films. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, we've got hidden in plain sight. A woman stages her own suicide, but still lives in fear of her abusive ex-boyfriend tracking her down and stealing the son he never knew he had. Surely, if he never knew that he had him, then he wouldn't know he was there to steal, but okay. Gotta be honest, sounds pretty smoky. Sounds pretty smoky, yeah, yeah. Add it to the list. Also got Sanctum, arriving on Netflix on Monday as well. This breathtaking thriller follows the adventures of expert diver Frank McGuire, who heads an expedition to map a network of underwater caverns. Also coming to Netflix this week, Wild at Heart.
1: David Lynch's Wild at Heart?
0: I believe so, yes. A star-crossed couple on the lamb is in for a gruesome ride when they encounter a handful of bizarre and perhaps murderous strangers. I love this film. Yep, worth getting on. Also, Wishmaster. Oh,
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Wishmaster in a long time.
0: Again, human form, a demonic genie sets out to grant three wishes. Though the spirit makes dreams come true, it also wreaks havoc on the wishers. And finally, on Monday on Netflix, a recent Andy vs. Mitch selection, Zombievers, lands.
1: <laughs> Lovely stuff.
0: Delighted that more of you are going to get an opportunity to check this out. A group of randy college kids partying in a woodland cabin get a nasty surprise when a horde of ferocious zombie beavers attacks. This is really fun, yeah.
1: really, really fun. Check Mitch, it out. by the way, you should go and watch Wishmaster for next week's nineties. I'm going. You know cause... what? I,
0: I, I, that was actually it went straight into my maybe pile as soon as it arrived. Yeah, you should. You absolutely should.
1: I think you'll appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's that sounds like a good shout to me. And finally, we've got the animated uh, Adams family, the new one. Oh, right, Okay. That lands on Tuesday the 2nd, leading gloomy lives in isolation, just like the rest of us. A family of (laughs) ghouls that moves to a bland (laughs) suburb where a reality TV show hosts community plan cramps their style. I am well up for this. See, when I was a kid, I was obsessed with The Addams Family. Oh, did you like the the movies? If I remember rightly, I liked Addams Family Values more than I liked Addams Family. Right, I both. But yeah, that's there as well. So... Like I say, that's a, ma- a massive
1: amount of stuff there. Spoiled for choice for a top pick there. The Shining is there, which is pretty hard to see by. I'm going to step right outside all of that and say, go and watch Daniel Isn't Real.
0: Yeah, it's cracking. I'm going to say that the pick is everything except Annabelle this week. <laughs> 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 so turning on attentions to this week's show then, and we do have a guest. Now, a couple of cool things about this week's episode. One, it's a returning guest. And uh, it's one of our favourite guests that we've ever had. Yeah. And also, the newest film that we've ever done. Almost certainly. I would say. I haven't, Yeah, I haven't checked that right down to the bare bones of it, but I'm pretty confident. You know her from writing for a whole bunch of horror and movie publications, and also the Queen of the Damned episode of this show, it's only Joey Keogh
1: coming back. <laughs> I can't wait to have Joey come back. And to watch a film that I only watched fairly recently, I think I've actually I think I think talked about it on the show. That's how. Mm-hmm. That's how kind of new we're talking here. Uh, we're only going back to last year. In fact, mm-hmm. it was released in April last year in the UK. Directed by Neil Marshall, starring David Harbour, Mila Jovovich, and Ian McShane. It's Hellboy. Hellboy 2019. Hmm. Now I haven't seen
0: this, but I know what you all thought of it. So I know that Joey's got a workout for her here. Joey Keogh joins us this week then to talk. Neil Marshall's Hellboy, how are you feeling about that? Get in touch with us through all the usual channels. Facebook and Instagram are Strong Language Violent Scenes. You can tweet us as well at StrongViolentPC and you can, of course, also email scenes at gmail.com or get in on the action on our Facebook group,
1: The Chud Locker. Yeah, absolutely. And you can check out our website, StrongViolentPod.com where you can find out live dates, when we're finally allowed to be outside and being live. You can find links to our Tee Public page where you can pick up some funny bee designs and of course you can find links to everywhere where you can listen to us. There's also a contact us form on there if you want to contact us via those means rather than the ones that Mitch just mentioned.
0: There's a whole SVPC internet world out there, go check it out. Also, you can catch us on our personal Twitters and Instagrams. Mm-hmm. On Instagram, I am there as Mitch, and you are there as Andy Stewart Makes Stuff.
1: Yep. And on Twitter, I am Andy Makes Stuff, and Mitch. You are who else but Mitch?
0: We are back this Friday for episode one hundred and five, talking Hellboy twenty nineteen with Joey Keo. Join us then if you can. In the meantime, don't forget it is better to die a hero than live as
1: food in a world of chads. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.